Welcome to Buckheap Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 81, a collection of short stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm Rachel, uh, a new reader for these. I'm Alyssa, a stunned new reader also. <laughs> uh, I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader of these delightful stories. I'm Eli, and I'm also a new reader. I'm Ashley, and I was a new reader for this emotional roller coaster. I'm Elena, also a new reader. Uh, <laughs> if there's a question in my voice, it's because some of it came real close to lived experience, and I'm like, was it? Was I rereading? Like, or did I just live it? I don't know. It was, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like you, whenever you read things with Hob, it's like, all right, how am I going to be hurt today? You know, you sit down yes. and you're like, all right, Hob, what are you going to do to me today? That's why the ending of the Blue Boots one took me by surprise, because I was like, oh, oh, it's not horrible, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so we we read Blue Boots, Cat's Meat, and Words Like Coins for this episode that is what we'll be covering um but first we've got some upcoming schedule stuff so we will be recording next month uh another group of short stories i've already announced that we will be doing the willful princess and the piebald prince but we're going to add her father's sword to that as well because i just didn't want to give it its own episode later on so those two things. How traumatizing will that one be? Fairly traumatizing, I'm not going to lie. Awesome. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Great. We can't just have a sword. We can't. <laughs> nope. Nope, you cannot. Uh, and then we will obviously come back and begin our read of the last trilogy with uh, our first episode covering Fool's Assassin, which we'll post on September 20th. So... Uh, and that's not traumatizing nope, at all. Nope, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Joey will be back for those. So you guys enjoy me while you have me. Last two episodes with Elena. Yes, and <gasps> I think we are we are definitely moving away from the content that you you have consumed. So it's. Like... <laughs> I think we should bring Elena back to read a random chapter that includes um, those characters from. Yeah live ship and rainwild yeah no, i'm into <laughs> it yeah sure because <laughs> then that'll be like relevant for you and you'll be like i don't know what the rest of this stuff yeah, is none of, but none it'll be like when joey read malta chapters <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we do have some mail before we start so let me just open this up so we got an email from amanda who says um, I wanted to pop in real quick and tell you to check out the Canopy Walk at Dow Gardens in Michigan. I went there a couple of weeks ago and it felt like I was walking in the treetops of the Rainwilds and included a picture and it's very... I'm going to save this so that you can uh, see it. Oh no, how do I save? Okay. Uh, and uh, it, it looks just like how I... I mean, a little bit, maybe a little bit safer than the Rainwild would actually be. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I'm sharing it with the group now so they can get reactions. But thanks for that. I like uh, when we spot things in real life that could happen in the books. Recently, I uh, got a heads up from a friend. that, the, And it's actually right right by your place, Jenny. Have you seen the bird mail? Have you walked by? The... I I have been in Ohio, so no. Oh, well, when you come <laughs> back, 
I am back now, oh. but... Well, walk to the corner and look at the bird mail. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so weird and really stressful for all those birds looking at you. But there's like little <laughs> tiny things, like little labels you can fill out and then pick your bird. It says bird Aww. mail on the wall. I put That's that on uh, our Instagram. So lots of real life rain wilds things just popping yeah. up. This, this little like, it, yeah, that looks like a, a little bulb sleeping hut like, yeah this uh yeah. tree walk thing looks very cool mm-hmm. so that's at dow gardens if you are in michigan you can go there okay uh and Add then to the to-do list right and then i we i also have to give a shout out to shaki who has left us a five-star review uh on apple Podcasts. thank you for that uh and it says i have to click on things in order to expand come on It says, I am addicted. It's wonderful to find people who are as passionate about these books as I am. The series delves into some heavy emotional territory, and it's a release to laugh and cry along with them. The hosts are funny, witty, and knowledgeable in all things geeky, and it really feels like I'm hanging out with my friends. Highly recommended. Thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Very sweet. Love it when we get yes. little star reviews. Um, hey. And with that... Let's move on to Blue Boots. I've prepared some very short summaries for us so that we have something to react off uh, off of. Uh, Blue Boots was written in 2010 and originally would be found in the anthology called Songs of Love and Death, which was then re-released as Songs of Love Lost and Found. I guess the first one was (laughs) too dead. In it. Or somebody came back to life, and so the death wasn't really relevant anymore. Right? <laughs> in it, an orphan tinker's daughter named Timble mourns her father and tries to settle into a life as a kitchen maid in the keep of Lord Just. Her only memory of her father is the lovely blue boots that he purchased for her just before he was assaulted and died from the assault. Uh, in the keep of Lord... Cheerful. Yeah, it's great. In the keep... Just don't walk around anywhere in Buck. <laughs> Just (laughs) never leave your home. Uh, uh, In the keep of Lord Just, there is a minstrel named Azen. He calls her Blue Boots and rewrites some of his songs to attract her notice. Uh, But their courting is interrupted by rumor. Lord Just is rumored to be incapable of having children. The lady's maid implies that Azen will be the father of the heir, as he was childhood friends with Lady Lucent. Believing herself deceived and taken advantage of, Timble tries to forget Azen. And then one day she tries to cross a failing bridge that she was 100% told about uh, and then instead falls in. <laughs> she barely survives, loses her boots, and has amnesia, and then, which is a great uh, like setup for a romance novel. Uh, she ends up working in a town full of former friends, so she's safe uh, because they helped her after her father died. And she slowly begins to recover her memories. Uh, But she has no memory of the events that happened right before she fell into the river. So one night, Azen arrives, and he's playing, uh, and they're reunited. And it turns out that he was not having an affair with Lady Lucent. He was helping her adopt her sister's youngest child before Lord Just's horrible relative could protest the adoption, thus cutting him out of the inheritance. His name is, they call him Lord Spendthrift because he's not good with money. Again, rumors are bad. Rumors. (laughs) 
it's funny. I don't remember her losing her memory. Am I blue boots? <laughs> <laughs> See, we've all lived some of these stories. <laughs> um, so I have, okay, this story traumatized me because I read it after Cat's Meat. Um, and so the, the way that, like that narrative kind of paralleled we have like naive young girl seduced by the singing hottie and it's like oh fuck like this is about to go so horribly wrong um this poor girl i was i was i want to i want to go back and reread it now that i know what happens and i can actually enjoy it because it was a totally sweet story and not what i was expecting there was something but, about yeah I, this was so i texted everyone every time i read something I, I think something terrible is going to happen. So this is the one that I said, like, every other page I was clenching because I was like, is something horrible going to mm-hmm. happen? Is she going to be, mm-hmm. like, murdered or everything stolen? Uh, but I still thought at the end that what she was going to do is just get up on the little stage, put her boots on, and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> the ending we deserve. I'll take these. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks for finding these boots that I love above everything else. And fuck you for never looking for me, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm just in the next town over, and it's literally been months, and no one has come to look for me. But, you know. They're truly well, just blame Gretchen. Okay, but apparently, apparently, this place is not real, real efficient because hadn't the king's guard been from that one town been looking for her for all the whole time she was over at Lord Just's castle, yes. like the next castle up the fucking river, and they couldn't seem to find her to say, "Hey, you have an inheritance." Like it seems like all of look. these uh, wandering minstrels <laughs> who are tasked with with dispensing all of this information are just bad at their jobs. They need birds. <laughs> Yeah, it's incompetence, but that's very, you know, that's real life, too. It's We're just surrounded by incompetence. Human error. Nobody understands, because nobody actually has, like, the master web of everyone else's context. You don't know what little detail would be relevant to someone else. So well, I also know. thought it was funny, because, you, know, like, you know, like, the six duchies and Buck Duchy in particular are supposed to be not the shittiest place on earth so you know it's like she's having kind of like a bad time but it's not like the worst it could possibly be but then that little detail of of the of the guards being like well yeah we did find the people who you know killed your father and stole everything uh but we couldn't find you so we ended up having to sell all of that stuff and then we just kept your money in trust and i was like this Seems too nice. Like, Robin Hobb seems, um, you're lying. No, they wouldn't have done that. Like, who is king right now? <laughs> the, the I do want to know when all of these stories are set, because I'm just like, I don't understand how any of this is happening. <laughs> I guess this, is, this must be under Ketrican, because only Ketrican's guards would not right. steal the money and run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also felt like Lord Just was someone we had met before, but I went looking through all of the books and could not find any mention of him. He just seemed familiar. Mm. Well, in in true Hob fashion, the uh, the names of the the characters, <laughs> at least Lord Just and Lady Lucent, like you know, he's yeah. very just. She is the guiding light, and when she leaves the castle, everybody gets sad. <laughs> well i I also thought oh go ahead no i just read lord just as like you know a a shortcoming like he's just lord just (laughs) (laughs) oh 
He's like, who is he? He's just the Lord. I don't know. He can't even make an heir. He's just... He's just in a wheelchair. Hmm. I thought that the naming convention did come back, though, because Timbal is a kind of drum, right? And Mm -hmm. she was very easily played by everyone around her. She just echoed... (laughs) (laughs) Just echoed all that shit that they told her, even though it's like, this person hates you for sure. And you're just... (laughs) taking her at face value like she's definitely full of shit but okay mm-hmm. yeah what's her name gretchen yeah gretchen like that. yeah mm-hmm. gretchen's gonna get ya gretchen's a bitch she started all <laughs> kinds of shit she opened her mouth it was not correct then we had she's people... a she's a little gossip girl trying to trifle around and everything because she's jelly Right, and she, they ended up spreading it to places where it was completely not even relevant. Like when when Timbal was in the in the inn at the end, and the one the one minstrel's like, "Someone tell me some good goss," and then that guy gets up and he's like, "Oh, I got some." <laughs> <laughs> Lord Just's heir is gonna be sired by a minstrel. <laughs> that that great minstrel that just like kind of rode with the punches. That was. That was pretty fun. Yeah, when he was like, yeah, he was just like, oh, uh, I guess the uh, you know the farmhands here are not to be trusted. They're a bunch of loudmouth drunks. Mm. <laughs> right. He's like, I I don't think I can uh, st- I can't go anywhere and repeat that because I think that might get my head cut off. Maybe this. Little... Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of this whole story is uh, Lord Spindrift, which is the brand of. Uh, <laughs> He spent all his money perfecting his drinks. What are you going to do? His bubble water with real fruit juices. Our first sponsorship. (laughs) Oh man, I would take that in a heartbeat. I go through bubble water like mad. Please don't go back there. We're stuck in. Okay. Sorry. We are stocking the. the, the vending machines with spend spendrift bubble Everland. water. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Only the best. For, it just uh... it seems like the you know it's it's funny to me that again we're being presented with all of these <clears throat> these minstrels who are well this is very important for the way that people like they're they're basically like wandering notaries and mm-hmm. and and the mail system and the emergency alert system and <laughs> enter- lyrics they witness marriages yeah. and tornado sirens and... oh he wouldn't be going along to do his job he's just there to sleep with people <laughs> <laughs> well they do that too they have that reputation they also have that yeah it's like it's an honorable it's an honorable profession but you everyone thinks you're a dirty whore when you... <laughs> unless you're unless you're bad at your job in which case like your poor struggling minstrel who only takes the honest work of like witnessing things instead of sharing the hot gossip and like maybe whoring yourself out to board nobility yeah which it was at the guy at the end where she didn't like the way that he sang his songs because it was too old-fashioned it was like listening to like middle english yes <laughs> <laughs> she's like why can't you just like, update it can't you just like you know, make it, make it, you know, cool for the kids. And he's like, no, I add some slang. Yeah. I'm a staunch traditionalist. This is, this is my niche. Okay. My niche is I sing it in 
ye old English. <laughs> well, I remember reading that and thinking, oh, he's keeping the old traditions alive. He's keeping, you know, this information as close to its original source as possible, which is like, that's a, mm, that's right? admirable. But then he turns up and he's like, all right, somebody tell me some shit that's actually not true. And I'm definitely going to use it to... Well, no, those were those were two different people, though. Because oh, it was? Chiswick, okay. Yeah, Ch- Chiswick was um, Lord Just's minstrel, and he was like the super traditional, boring one. This guy was uh, another old, he was another old fart, but he specialized in dirty drinking songs down at ah. the tavern. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so many minstrels. Yes, like how many, how many fucking minstrels does this like place support? Because there were three on staff at the castle, and then this other dude down in the town at the, at the, you know, tavern. Like, damn, how big is this place? How many minstrels do they need? I mean, this seems to be the job, I think. <clears throat> yeah. So can I we talk about Starling how... has ever visited. <clears throat> <laughs> can we talk about how, how, like, I don't know, just weird, weird it was that she had, like, the perfect background to be a minstrel's wife, and, like, didn't, like, like that never crossed her mind? <laughs> like, to, to, I don't know. Well, the travel and fix things. Like she didn't. Yeah, yeah. She, she had no home of her own, so she could be she could be a traveler. And then, even if she'd still had been with her father, he probably would have been okay with it because it seems like they traveled around anyway and fixed things. Yeah, and, like yeah. he was literally. That's what they did. Like they were tinkers, so they would like just they had a wagon. They lived in. They'd go to places like, "What do you need fixed? I can bang out the you know dents in your pots and like whatever like little odd jobs." And then they move on. So she can learn to fix a harp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just that was that was weird that like is, even though she's literally set up to be like the perfect like, like companion, like that never crosses her mind. Um Well no, because she's by alone. that point she was a kitchen girl. Yeah. For like a a few months. Like for a matter of, she hadn't been a kitchen girl very long. She was I thought it was in. yeah. I thought it was rude when she had amnesia. And she told her friend that knew her before she had amnesia, like, oh, I'm just feel, I feel really sad, but I don't know why. And she's like, oh, well, your, your dad died like four months ago. And she's like, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she tried to set her up with her cousin because she didn't like her cousin's girlfriend. Right. (laughs) She's like, she's like, she's a skanky hoe and I like you better. (laughs) That whole that whole bridge thing was just wild, though. Uh, that guy clearly said everyone should know that that bridge is. Well, not... he said the the cart bridge, not the foot bridge. But yes, the cart bridge broke and then slammed into the foot where bridge. there's one bridge that's having a problem. Okay, all bridges. She's are... like the water's just about to creep over the edge of the bridge. Oh, it's creeping over the edge. Okay, I'm gonna go for it. I'm like, bitch, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's ankle deep. Oh, no, it's knee deep. Uh-oh. But she's like, I'll take the time to chuck my boots across and not my body. I thought that was so funny. She's like hanging on for dear life, but she still has like, I'm just going to just throw these boots as hard as I can. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is like, grab the laptop. It's my life. Throw these yeah. boots. It's my life. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it was practical to get them off. And if you're taking the time to get them off, it's like, what, half an, half an extra second to throw them and maybe be able to recover them? You know, like, I get it. <laughs> no yeah i get i get it because it's her only connection and pr- practically yeah. her only valuable yeah. possession but it was just funny to me that there was, she just like i just hauled off and threw them as hard as i could <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, to be to be fair to the narrative, she had to do something really questionable to have the the moment of existential crisis to decide. Actually, I want to live, even if that motherfucker did play me. So, you know, that was it was important yeah. narratively um, to get her in the I'm right g- sort of I'm place. I'm glad we got past her suicidal, like, yeah, phase. <laughs> well, there was some there was some like heavy trope leaning in this story where it was like. She's been wronged. Well, she thinks she's been wronged based on an enemy's commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's not talk to anyone involved. Let's just... Well, she couldn't. He was gone. Yeah, he pieced yeah, out of town. To be fair, she did, she did try and ask him, what does this mean? And he was like, let's just find out. Like, that's not the answer yeah. that you... Like, like he you needed could to have... say, hey, I'm really into you. Yeah, exactly. Like, he needed to have some awareness of his position as, like the hot minstrel given that that occupation has a reputation for good reason he could do you have... think he actually wanted to find her in the end or was he just you know milking that for like minstrel <laughs> I minstrel think... money <laughs> i think he right, changed like... his mind once he was able to romanticize the situation i think he totally was an ass like in the beginning and he had full intention of like just yeeting her like she yeeted those boots (laughs) but once it was like oh man then i lost her this could be a song and then he fell in love with her and he had a prop that he could carry around put on the chair i mean the fact that she because that's why i thought in my head as soon as she walked up and started putting them on i was like oh man this bitch is gonna be like thanks thanks for keeping my boots see you later (laughs) asshole and i was like that's gonna be so just just cutting and like strong and instead they're like we will never be parted forever (laughs) i know it's like wait how did we get here i do have to say i had a major like thymara tats flashback when they were having that conversation about getting pregnant and she was like i could get pregnant and he's like oh you hardly conceive on the first time she's like except when they do And he's like, let's not worry about it until we have to worry about it. I was like, like, oh, oh, God, why? Throw him in the <laughs> throw him in the river. I mean, it's, it's it was funny because I was looking up the name of the anthology and I was like, songs of love and death. I was like, OK, it's going to either be love or death. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I mean, you get all of it in this story. So they think she died. Yeah. Her Did dreams I mean, died. It, yeah. Did anyone else, uh, I mean, I maybe nobody else did. I'm, I'm pretty sure no one else did. But I, I was reading, uh, just reading this, and the only thing that would pop into my head is that whenever he was flirting with her, everything he was saying, I was, like, imagining it in Jaskier's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, this is, yep. I was chuckling and- the whole time. And that, I mean, that's 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 his mo too, right? Like right. he just takes advantage where he will and moves on. Toss a coin to your blue boots. Yeah. So here's the thing: like maybe, maybe I guess I'm gonna take up for the for the starry-eyed uh, starry-eyed romantics. I mean, in the first place, <laughs> what has Hob done to all of us that we're like reading what's clearly intended to be a sweet, like kind of fairy tale story? as like super cynically because she um, has a bad track record because because yeah, we already after fucking us. cat's meat that's why <laughs> that's true i did read it last i read, I read it oh. i read it before but i read it before um, as well but... yeah i, I, I still read it thought it was, I was gonna just... be dark i i was like oh a minstrel this can't end well <laughs> i was just enjoying it 
the whole time. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't, wouldn't say it was my favorite out of the three, but I, I just thought it was amusing. You know what I thought about? I thought about those that you can buy the perfect pair of blue boots at that one website. Like, what are they called? What are they called, Alyssa? We should point people to that oh, website. <laughs> um, it's oh fuck! I was just on it today. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not. Remember. It is called Arm, Arm Street. Street. Yes, Arm Street. Yep, that's the they one. They selling. They make blue the perfect blue boots. They make a killer pair of blue leather mm. boots. Sick. I'm sorry, and what? What's the website again? <laughs> armstreet.com a r m s t r e e t yeah they do like renaissance fair and you know that kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. i see kind of wear but it's like high end yeah i got the lesser black boots um not oh, as shiny and perfect website. as the blue boots yeah it's fancy um, but while you guys are ogling the boots, I'm going to, I'm going to make my point about the starry eyed romantics of the world. So like, just as a, as a brain experiment, let's take this poor minstrel's, you know, perspective. So he basically, um, like he, he's grew up as the third son of a Lord. So he's kind of, maybe a little bit of a softy doesn't like really like, who knows, maybe he doesn't really like being out on the road. So he takes this posh position in his old friend's castle, where he doesn't really get to leave too much and he's kind of always at her beck and call because he is, you know, her servant the way everyone else that she pays is her servant uh, because he's there to do her bidding and make her life better and she has the money to afford that. And so he doesn't, like, who knows? Maybe she's also told him, hey, don't fuck around with my staff because, like, I don't want drama in my castle. And I don't want your bastards running around my castle. So who knows? Maybe this dude actually doesn't have a lot of time and doesn't have a lot of uh, action. And we're all misjudging him and being very cynical. And he's like, "This maybe he's a starry-eyed romantic too." And he's like, "Oh my god, there she is, the girl I've been dreaming of." And you know. yeah, I don't, I don't uh, necessarily disagree because he has that when he has the interaction with uh, Gretchen, Gretcha, Gret, whatever her name mm-hmm. is. Gretchen. Yeah, she's like, I know what you're doing, I, and she implies that he's fucking, you know, la- mm-hmm. uh, the lady, and he's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a bitch. Get out of my face. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's his childhood friend. He knows that she's trying to have a child, yeah. and there's probably a lot of drama happening. And you're right, maybe he is a little bit resentful because he also comments like, I only get one day off, and, this and it was a- supposed to be mine. Yep, and it's supposed to be mine, and I'm not supposed to be working today. So he seems fairly normal for a hob hero i spent i spent a little while in this story feeling sorry for him because it felt like he was being like coerced against his will and then it was like oh then it's just not actually that anyway so (laughs) yeah but i still i still feel like he he communicated his intent very very poorly but maybe maybe we can chalk that up to him being more like less experienced than we think he is i think it's probably one of the left hand and one of the right hand like he probably was like i'm gonna have a day a good day on my day off and you know all i had to do was change two words in a song that everyone's heard a hundred times and this <laughs> cute girl likes me so i'm gonna go on a date with her and mm-hmm. and then he also romanticized it all because it was so dramatic and he is a minstrel and that's <laughs> you, know, and, you know he maybe he's both good and bad <laughs> or you know maybe like both sincere and also living completely in the moment you know? yeah yeah and maybe they lived happily ever after 
Well, the story ends, so we can pretend they did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but again, I'm, I'm going to point out that she had the right background to actually be able to roll with his lifestyle. That's so, true. She does you know. have the temperament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, just the temperament, but also the practical training. As long as we don't get Blue Boots the sequel and find out some horrible things, you know, we're good. He's been cheating. All of his bastards have come home to roost. She can't feed them all. All they all wear blue boots. They all wear just blue to boots. mock her. <laughs> she really kidding. did end up spending the rest of her life feed, like cooking food for other people because for she's got a brood of like twelve children no. with him. <laughs> we, we have to stop this madness. <laughs> just let it be a happy ending. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody gives her a wizard wood birth control, st- you know, belly button piercing, and she. Like, they have exactly two children that is a sustainable amount. You know, he carries one, she carries the other. If they get attacked and have to run, like, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like they need to start selling those wizardwood charms in, in the six duchies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bastards <laughs> all over the place there. <laughs> oh, no. They pull out games weak this... in that house. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this technology not available to other people? Do we have uh, any other comments on Blue Boots, or are we... I just, this website is just... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that dress is stunning, and then I looked at the price, and it's (laughs) (laughs) $3,500. They have sales. They They do have sales. Um, And the boots are not actually... It is wool and silk, so, you know. The boots aren't terribly expensive. I mean, they're expensive, but they're not... No, most of the dresses are like 200 ish or... Yeah. Yeah. It's just this one was just like, whoa, that's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I see you. <laughs> and those Archery blue boots dress. are pretty fantastic, actually. This is, they are exactly what I uh, picture yeah. know, for the whole, the whole story. The forest boots for women in blue, currently on sale for $209. Our Perfect. second sponsor. <laughs> Armstreet.com. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know there are sponsors, but they are. Tell them they, Bookkeep Radio. Say, don't do that. Uh, okay. If you live in the enjoy. Ukraine, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing to say about Blue Boots. Um, have any of you read the story, The Two Sisters? Or the Sometimes it has like a swan in the title where the girl drowns in the river because her sister drowned her because they both love the same dude. Do you know this one? I no. Is this a fairy tale? Yeah, it's like story. a 17th it's a story from the 17th century i feel like there's like an opera or something yeah i I think oh it's like ballads oh yeah yeah so it's like it's a sick murder ballad so i thought she was gonna die in the river because it has like the bones sing yes yes so she drowns in the river and then she floats downstream and then an instrument maker i don't know what you call that makes a harp out of her bones oh yeah 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 yeah, and then she sings the song of her murder, and I thought that that's where this was kind of going, because it had a lot of the elements of that story. Mm. <laughs> we talked about this on the podcast before, because I feel like oh. we <laughs> Like when we were talking about Kettle? Yes, yes. I knew we talked about it before. Yeah. Yes, yes, you are uh, You're ringing that thread in my mind. <laughs> I was like, this sounds very familiar. It could have gotten real dark and real twisted, and... <laughs> Hob chose, uh, didn't wake up that day to choose murder, but when she wrote <laughs> Cat's Meat. Yep. Yeah. Check out that segue. But, but <laughs> before we get on to the horror, 
film. Um, okay. <laughs> I have one more comment on Blue Boots. And just that I thought it was cute the way that he asked her out when she was in the big pot cleaning it and couldn't hear anything. And he mumbled, he mumbled something and she's like, huh, huh, what? And he's like, okay, I'll pick you up at nine. <laughs> right? That's, that's definitely points for him not being an axe murderer. Yeah. Right? That was too cute for him to be evil. All right. So speaking of, speaking let's of move on to murderers. Let, let's move on to cats meat. <laughs> um, this story is from 2011, and it is found in the Inheritance and Other Stories anthology. It is about not Spy Rosemary, her son <laughs> Gillum, not William, and the serial murder cat that they live with named Marmalade. <laughs> During the events of the story, the cat murders at least one person, attempts to murder another, and ends up just framing him for the murder that he actually committed. He's a genius. So why is the cat murdering people? Well, for one, they appear to be total assholes, but for another, the cat would just like to eat mice and live in a nice little cottage and have no one bother them. This story is also notable for getting a look at Buck Candy for the first time. A few details <laughs> showing Chalcedian culture is infiltrating the six duchies and the fact that there's a whole family of witted people who live in this town and it doesn't appear to be anywhere close to a big deal. Rosemary does mention that she may have relatives in Forge and no one freaks out about that. So I feel like it might be during the first trilogy or maybe much later. Yeah, I did wonder about that Forge thing. Yeah, yeah same. Mm-hmm. I was so, like, don't go to Forge. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, assuming it was, yeah, I was assuming it was before the um, that incident. Um, I think so. before that incident, it wasn't called Forge. I think it got it no, right. It, no, right. it was called Forge because of the Forge that the was there. Forging? Yeah, um, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they called forging forging because it, it happened in Forge. Oh, right, right. So I, they weren't. They didn't like shudder at the thought of forge. So maybe it right. was before. I thought it's it was be before because yeah. Why would you send somebody there? Like, there's really nobody there. It's like, don't go there, Rosemary. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yet another um, tale of of a bastard child, a deadbeat, and a deadbeat. horrible, horrible man of the likes of Kyle. Oh, and Hess. He yeah. is a piece <laughs> of shit, and he's just straight up psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I do one I like that it, it's it's more commentary on the fact that cats you don't have to be witted to talk to cats <laughs> I talk to whoever I want it was like which was kind of like a weird throwaway line when Fitz was talking to cats in the first place but it has now been sort of fleshed out here where it's like no really anyone can talk to a cat yeah. you just have to listen <laughs> and what they tell you is to murder people Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, this is just more evidence. It's just more evidence that dragons and cats are are related. Right. <laughs> yeah, they even she. I did not miss when she snuck in. A real queen would have, and I was, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I see. And that that cat straight up talked through that child, like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, possessed was, style. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> But he's not witted. It's fine. Cat was a typo. <laughs> it's just dragon. It's just dragon. <laughs> it's a very small dragon. It looks like a cat. It wouldn't. It would not surprise me if you do actually have to be witted to talk to cats. It's just that cats are like witted. I don't. What do you mean? I don't know what that is. It's not a thing that involves me. <laughs> Everyone can understand me. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this um <laughs> this story, I thought it had a like I was impressed, um, just in terms of the narrative escalation at how smoothly she moved this guy from eh, you yeah. know, run in the middle deadbeat asshole to verbally abusive to physically abusive to like sociopath like murderer. <laughs> to, let's murder the child. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um it's like that was and, and it's it, it starts with animals and then it gets to, to yeah people. and it was it what it what it really showcased um is how reluctant people who aren't like that are to see it in someone else or to believe that level of cruelty and you know horribleness in another person and that's why the cat was such a a wonderful voice of unlikely voice of reason is like no no just murder him why would you wait until it's that bad and he's broken a limb mm-hmm. or almost killed you or your child like that yeah that particular yeah. line when marmy was like uh why are you gonna wait for him to actually hurt you why would you allow him to do that before you would defend yourself like you know yeah. he's going to why yeah. it's like oh well that's the line you know i can't do anything he hasn't done anything wrong yet he's just plotted to it's like all right well you are a woman sucks. alone on the cliffs. It's like, yeah, there's some like, you know, big like Jane Eyre energy. Oh, <laughs> but it's like just, you know, because it's like windy. They're on the cliff all the time. They're like, everything's gray. They're like eking out an existence. And she's like, the, the you know, the, the world isn't trying to kill me hard enough. I just have to wait for this guy to actually, you know, dig my eyes out or something before I can tell him to fuck off. The cat's like, no. I will do it I for was, you. I was reading this whole thing and I'm like, how many pages does it take for this cat to kill this guy? And then it was like, oh no, he doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. He kills her. Yo, that I was cat. like, oh, that's a turn. <laughs> it's very calculating. I, throughout the story, I'm like, this cat's a fucking badass. I'm fucking down with this kitty. And then at the end, I was like, oh. Oh dear! <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm quite as defensive of him, but also, I mean, well done. Yeah, there's was... no sport in this. It was <laughs> impressive, but also, I like that she's just like, I don't want to know ever again. No, nope. never <laughs> yep. speak to me or my child ever again. Yeah, I mean, well, so I felt like um, there might have been a, a, a version of this story that didn't have metally being quite so awful and yeah it's it, like they had to justify the fact that she got murdered too yeah, so it's like yeah. she's really, also horrible don't worry it didn't really work until like she kind of like got written in it's like no no she she's awful too she was also plotting to kill the child we yeah she like was in either. on it <laughs> like okay i guess i guess it's still kind of terrible but i guess yeah it was still pretty terrible <laughs> I just I don't that whole family seems completely unhinged like they have no control over her she's going she has to cross a whole bay on a boat in order to repeatedly get in trouble for years Mm -hmm. like this is set in the same town where somebody like you know Rosemary could kiss the wrong boy and then she's labeled you know with the scarlet letter for the rest of her life and this girl's out there I mean I guess money is (laughs) this you know solves all problems she just seems completely out of control yeah i feel like she would get along with uh what's her face gretchen that was hap's girlfriend 
Oh. oh. <laughs> I kept trying to be like, is this the same, like, family branch? <laughs> because there was so much that reminded me of Hap's girlfriend and her father. And even a little bit of uh, Molly's father. I was like, oh, this is just like that, you know, all of her ideas that she didn't use for that are in this. Svanja? Yeah, Anya. Svanja? Yeah, Svanja. Svanja. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like these people must be getting their money from trade with Chalced because she's gifting him with a Chalcedian knife, and mm-hmm. and then he like when she's when she lies and says she's on her period, and he like is like disgusted. I'm like, oh, that's a Chalcedian thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but they're supposed to be in Buck, so it it seems like this must be to me. This must be later because trade with Chalced is obviously happening. They're not at war. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was the thing. They're always kind of trading, so it's not open war. It's just like skirmishes with chokes. Chokes and Riffin skirmishes. Right. Just feels weird that it got all the way to Buck. I'm assuming I mean, they're in Buck just because like... they were naming other Buck towns. So. Might have just been, you know, like trading with this person who then traded with this person who then traded with this person. Might not have been directly from Chelsea. Maybe. Maybe. It's just like it's the fact that he could grow up and then have internalized that idea that like a woman on her period is disgusting. That's Maybe he's related to Kyle. That's cultural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was an interesting kind of reminder that there's trade that the, you know, the borders are porous that because we've kind of dealt with Chal- with Chalced in the, at the end of the last trilogy, <laughs> it's like <laughs> they still have. There's still have that that particular culture still has its its fingers out and is influencing mm-hmm. everywhere else. Also, Pell is a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> He was like, oh, Gillum, why didn't you name him after my best friend slash father, Kyle? It's just like, <laughs> look at yourself. When he started calling the, ch- the child Will instead of his actual name, that like skeeved me out so hard. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Horrible. It was like disassociation poor, poor for him. with his stool. <laughs> broke his stool. stool. Yeah, he, that kid needs... I mean, I know she's doing the best that she can, and she just needs, like, one more year, right, to, like, get everything really working. But it's in that scary part of, like, Sim's farm where, like, your farm's (laughs) probably going to fail because you have too many things. You're not watering the crops enough. There's too many animals to feed versus, like, you're not butchering enough. And It it depends on everything going exactly according to plan and how often does that actually happen. And then you get a Pell who comes in and kills your rooster. Oh, my God. What an idiot. I love that she said, you're an idiot. Yeah, it really (laughs) is dumb. But it also just showed that he was, you know crazy i did enjoy how really much she just talked back to him though in the version that you had did you have the intro that hob wrote about cats and yes I, I didn't yes. read it but so yeah. it's pretty bizarre it's like she's implying that the one cat she has is a murderer Wait, <laughs> hold on. i exposed my neck in my sleep hob writes <laughs> but it's also like you know i'm not a cat person but you know 
I could be a, winky but face. I, but I have seven cats. Here, let me tell you about this one cat I admire. He's a serial killer. It's fine. For like 90 have, pages. I just would really like for Marmalade and Small Ferret to meet. I know, oh, yeah, right? They would get some dirty work oh my done. Gosh. That is the murder book that I want to read. <laughs> Adventures of Small Fire and Marmalade. Well, there's there's the uh, there's the fanship you can. Uh... <laughs> you can yeah, so together. she goes on. She goes on to talk about her geriatric her geriatric cats, who at the time were 19 <laughs> and 18 years old, which made me like look at my geriatric cat. But then she immediately says that they all after that she also um, got princess and fatty who were added to the household they've proven remarkably adaptable to our dogs our kids and our other senior cats then she says fatty is orange with blue eyes and full of tales to tell she does not go on to talk about princess just fatty so it makes me feel like fatty (laughs) is marmalade and therefore fatty has murdered someone i feel like fatty ate princess (laughs) right (laughs) she just woke up one morning and had a slit that was just like started on her neck and she's like where'd that come from where'd that come from yeah, she woke up and Fatty was like in the bed looking at her. Yeah, and she probably just bought like the wrong brand of little soups. And Marmalade was like, or Fatty was like, I'm gonna fuck this lady up. I mean, mostly I, I I bristle at the idea that dogs are happy and cute and good, and cats are evil murderers. Like I I don't like that dichotomy. I don't like that narrative. But it's also funny because. A dog definitely can't murder you, but a cat could. Cats are smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a dog can kill you pretty easily in the and heat like, of the moment. Yeah, but not but, a pre-planned, like, Yeah, it's not a premeditated murder. <laughs> and premeditated on their own, unlike small ferret who needed orders. Right, right. This cat's like, I'm going to solve problems for you, okay? This is like Game of Thrones level intrigue where if you don't pay attention, you don't know who murdered that girl. i like that she doesn't like show it either you just come back and you're like oh oh that's what happened oh dear Mm -hmm. and then he calls he calls all those people big dogs that was the confusing part it's like i had to round up the big dogs i'm like where are the big dogs i'm like oh people yeah people on horses. horses are horses the dogs I no, I think, I think it's, I think I think it's people. The, the people who are murderous, like, okay. in defense of, of the, you know, of, girl. Of their but, own. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because they act like the dog. Because the other dog mm-hmm. that he... Yeah. And he knows that he can manipulate people, you know, by talking to them. And Yeah. Um, I did, though, what? just based on the title, like, when I got a little ways in, I'm like, okay, the cat is going to help get Rosemary to murder the guy and then, like, he's going to help eat the body to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> I thought that. But then really I was like, that's a lot somebody. of meat for that cat to have to eat. So, like, I don't know how that's going to work out. Just the face. Just the face. Try it. Just the face and the fingerprints. And then... Yeah, there are no cops. Like, <laughs> I mean, he does scratch his face numerous times. Yeah. I did. I also great. expected someone to drown because there was a lot of, like, that bay that they would cross over instead of walking the long way when they yeah. were low tide. And I was like, oh, this is going to come into play because they keep talking about it. It keeps like setting or opening each like new new day. Mm-hmm. It's like someone's going to drown in this. Instead, he just landed on the rocks. 
crunch. Yeah, he timed that. He timed that wrong. <laughs> well, he, you know, I, th- it didn't occur to me until just this moment, but I think the reason he willingly went over the side of the cliff is that when when it was um, like when it happened the first time, when sh- when Marmalade tried to send him over, he survived it. So he probably thought right. he could just escape that way. My my thought was that they threw him off the cliff because when and they, they came just said, because yeah. when they came back, they're like, oh, did. You saw that, right? He ran off. Why would he do that? Why would he run off the cliff? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was what I was thinking I also, as well. But Alina, your yeah. theory holds up for sure. But I mean, I, I literally, that slipped past me. I actually genuinely believed that. <laughs> and when she's like talking about giving them what they needed, that, that, you know, she was just like, yeah, he, I mean, he was murderous. So even if you guys did it, it was justified. Like, you know, wow. Right, right. Yeah. But she got two. She got two little baby cows. Oh, yeah. She hit the jackpot. She can definitely afford to replace that rooster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I was. I definitely had like. I was like, Am I going to be watching cannibalism? Is a cat going to eat a person? Is there going to be? It's not cannibalism point, if it's a cat eating a person. I guess you're right. I just think <laughs> things that talk shouldn't eat other things that talk. But the. But you know when she when she goes to the uh, when she goes and she to the tavern and she learns about the plot and then they go to the store and she spends her like last bit of coin on earth to purchase a cleaver and a skin knife. And I'm like, what the fuck is she about to do? It's like going to Lowe's and buying duct tape, a shovel, and some rope. <laughs> like, let's do this. I was like, you oh, should buy is- some rope. I think she, she. I think she bought a rope, a cleaver, and a skinning knife. Yeah, <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. she bought. I was like, things are about to get dark. Like she's Breaking Bad. Like, and then she's... and then she bought her child candy. Well, son, if it's your last day on Earth, at least you'll go out with a smile. Yeah. Well, that and then she's like, suck on this candy and think about it, and then pick out another candy and suck on that. I'm like, this is gonna take at least an hour. What is she doing for <laughs> yeah. an hour? Take I just liked when she came back to him and he was like red, and I was like, oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's that's your favorite. That's every congratulations. That's every child's favorite. <laughs> I can't wait until we meet some random character named Gillum in the <laughs> some murderous child, young 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 man like, who's really been talking to Marmalade the whole yeah, time. Who's a, who's very weird and cat like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the cat has been there since he was a child. So the cat's been talking to him since he was a child. So yeah. I don't know about that argument that he's not witted. I feel like non-witted people shouldn't be able to be possessed and spoken through. (laughs) Even if everyone can talk to a cat. All right. Are we good on cat's meat? Yes. Yeah. Let's get into my pregnancy flashbacks. So then we were, we move on. I feel like we've gotten from, you know, a kind of weird to not right, weird, but down with it to shit's about to get weird. The show's so um, weird. <laughs> so bizarre. So Words Like Coins was published in 2012 as part of uh, the fantasy medley anthology, but was later released as its own. Um, it is also set in the six duchies. This time we are in Tilth, where Hob gets to flex some of her near horror muscles in a tale about a failed hedge witch's apprentice and her sister-in-law's struggle with rats 
and then a Pexy invasion in their home during a drought. It features Hedgewitch charm magics, Pexy binding magic, and the dangers of Amelia Bedelia style literalism. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, Marifin helps a Pexy, uh, and side note, years of watching Willow makes it almost <laughs> impossible for me to keep saying the word Pexy. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, by offering her water, uh, thus binding the Pexie and her family, should she so choose. Afraid of her very pregnant sister-in-law's constant worry and complaints about the fairies, she makes the mistake of telling them to never let anything happen to Jamie's baby, which is then taken to an extreme. At first, it's great because they get rid of rats by uh, but feeding them all is taking its toll on their taxed cupboards. And when Jamie goes into labor, Mirafin inexpertly makes a charm of her own, banning the Pexies from helping. She inadvertently prolongs the labor, nearly killing everyone, thus learning to never bind a Pexie to do anything ever again. Instead, they all decide to treat each other as equals and live together in peace. And maybe Mirafin will learn how to be a proper hedge witch. She also should have learned to like not do magic if you don't actually fucking know it. You know, like, if you took one chemistry class, you don't just start mixing all the liquids together and hope for the best. That's true. Especially because she'd already made a charm incorrectly. Right? I don't even think she made that charm incorrectly. She's just maybe a little bit dumb. Well, she didn't know the word for pexy, so she used little human. Which, which is, right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So it worked. <laughs> Well, I meant she she made the charm for the Pexy incorrectly for the fever. Right. Already. Well, it was, so it was sort of working. Once. It just wasn't like, it was like a B plus, you know. <laughs> well, her B plus almost got her sister killed, or sister-in-law killed, so later, so. Yeah. You know, that wasn't good. I take a day quill so, over nothing. <laughs> so have we ever seen Pexies before? Fucking no. Of course mm-hmm. not. They so, have been mentioned, I think, like as like a like, mythical, like thing. a fake mythical creature. Like a, we can talk like to animals, man. but I draw the line at fairies. Oh. <laughs> so, like they're they're made, they have silver skin and they leave silver smudges everywhere. Yep. So, and they can do weird magic. The most upsetting part of it is the visuals that we are provided of the Pexies. Like, in my head, <laughs> I'm like, okay, a little fairyish kind of thing. But, like, they're a little nefarious, but still, like, probably good looking or charming looking. No, these things looked fucking heinous in these drawings. <laughs> they were not okay. It reminds me of um, Brian Froud and Wendy Froud drawings yeah. of fairies. They're very, yeah, it's like sharp teeth. And... Uh-huh. Oh, lots of sharp angles yeah. in general. Boobs mm-hmm. out. They're, oh, little, yes. they're little rat hunters. I mean, you know. Well, I want to go back to what, what Jenny was saying. So they have silver skin and they have magic. They do hedge magic. But they also can be bound by specific intonations, right? Based on favors. This seems dragony to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, are they just like dragon silver come to fairy form, or what? Maybe like one too many, one too many uh, generations of like dragonfly from Kelsingrug. <laughs> like became, you know, gained. I don't know. It's just weird, right? Like we've never, we don't have any fairies anywhere else. We. <laughs> Yeah, where where on the map is this in relation to everywhere else we've been? So Tilth is one of the interior uh, 
pla- uh, Dutchies. Dutchies. It's where they do most of the farming. Okay. And I and assume it is. They have pixies. And I'm assuming it's during the Red Ship Wars because they are in a drought, and I think there was a pretty terrible drought during that time. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of you know the way the the silver sort of like runs through the whole ecosystem with like the rain wilds. Like, are they somehow? Are they possibly downriver from it, or like there's some underground reservoir where it's like coming up in the in the land, you know, or something? Right. There? Well, tilth would be between the coast. Like everything flows down towards you know the mountain kingdom, and then thus to the rain wilds and Kelsingra and where all those old mm-hmm. those old cities are. So yeah, I think you're you're definitely closer to that stuff in tilth than you would be in say Buck. Okay. So there might not be Pexies. I don't know. Closer to the shore. Yeah. Maybe a well that salt water drives them out. I mean, I don't know what a Pexie is. I don't understand I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand their, their culture. We don't learn a lot about them. We learn that they kill rats and that if you do a favor for them and ask them to do a favor in turn, they will be almost so literal as to be unhelpful. <laughs> yes. And then yell at you for doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, you know, I guess Robin Hobbs version of genie stuff where it's like you only get three wishes and if you don't do it, if you don't word it correctly, then mm-hmm. you're going to get Well, you know, that. it kind of, because I read Blue Boots afterwards, it kind of reminded me of that when he was saying that if you curse a minstrel oh. to only tell the truth, then they can't embellish their songs and they can't, like, do the fun stuff. They can't they make a living. Injuries. Yeah. I was like, minstrels are descended from Pexies. <laughs> See, I mean, the, the order that we read these stories mattered. <laughs> this, this was actually the last one that I read. <laughs> I read this one in the middle. Same. Yeah, same. I'm just wondering, so are are do we agree that the Pexies are the, at least the starting place for the charm-based magic that we've seen? with the hedge witches i mean that could make sense maybe we don't learn a lot about hedge witches so or are I mean, they just hedge witches i think hedge witches are their habits. own thing and like a human can be a hedge witch or a pexy can be a hedge witch maybe a what about a dragon fucking dragon yeah whoever dragons probably aren't good at using those small beads but whatever <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certainly. I'm trying the, to the... imagine, I'm trying to imagine a dragon and a pexy interacting. <laughs> oh, it'd be a standoff. It just like they'd both take so long to think about what they were going to say, it probably would never get anywhere. <laughs> well, it, the, this particular story reminded me a lot of the kind of horror like horror books that I read when I was in like elementary school, like the scary stories kind of anthologies where mm-hmm. it it would always have some like in you know an error that happened and that was what was scary because it mm-hmm. the fact that she's like oh i told them to just go away forever and they had to just keep walking until they died and then she's fucking horrible then, by the way horrible yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a cautionary tale for children mm-hmm. well okay so Definitely like the monkey's paw like. 
what like the monkey's paw is an old horror story but like that's right. definitely like in that same sort of vein you know like the be careful it's what like you it wish seems for. like it's, it's yeah. yeah it's this it seems like a blessing but there's always a catch mm-hmm. and th- this one was like well you told us to just prevent anything bad from ever happening to this baby which you could be you could be bad you know mm-hmm. which means we would have to kill you and or yeah. put you to sleep or put you to sleep and it's like oh right so what would you ask the Pexie to do for you? Nothing. <laughs> you would just stare at it and let it live in your house and eat all your food. No. <laughs> I mean, assuming you have a Pexie infestation and you you are fortunate enough to do a Pexie a favor, what would you do? I mean, I don't like. Believe... Is there a way out of this situation, or is just the fact that there's a Pexie in your house just the end? Just move. I mean, I, th- I think, I, th- I think that, um, I think it's probably best not to bind them, you know, to anything. Uh, I'm sure you could have a conversation with it about boundaries and expectations. <laughs> I mean, you could ask it to leave the house. You just say, don't have to say, go away. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't necessarily have to curse it. I think you probably could bind it to, um, so you know, Jenny, is, Jenny is getting out a piece of paper and painstakingly working through the best <laughs> phrase. Yeah, legalese. It's getting exactly. very, yeah. <laughs> I'm drawing up a very specific contract that involves leaving the house but does not involve walking to your death. <laughs> let, me, let me consult Somewhere with my attorney here, but... <laughs> Which is in, in, uh, in the six duchies is probably just a minstrel. <laughs> Aizen, <laughs> come here, help me figure this right. out. Go live in Chelsea. <laughs> oh. Perfect. Brutal. It's perfect. Wow. I think you solved it. You solved it. Yeah. Uh also everyone is pregnant in the in in this there's a lot of pregnancy in these yeah. stories. I but... just, you know what, Trunchbull and Matilda, why are all of these women, it's like, why are all these women pregnant? <laughs> I was really glad because that Timbull they... didn't end up pregnant. Yes. Right. Maybe. 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 Right, for now. Wait. But it had been long enough that she would have been But she never talked about bleeding. She just That's said true. And she did and lose she her, did memory her memory before memory. she got that period. So. That's true. <laughs> Well, no one commented about her getting bigger, so. And yeah, by 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 three months, you you're, you generally speaking, most of the time, like there's you can tell. But you know what they did say is that it's a phantom pregnancy. So... She's gonna have hers in the bathroom of that. No, remember, <laughs> but, no, but you guys remember her cousin, the the cousin that was dating the the skinny bitch. She was like, you "Can't date that skinny bitch. I've got a friend that's much better." I'm like, so she's not skinny. Oh. <laughs> so maybe she is possibly we'll never just, know we'll never know we'll never know she's, knit, <laughs> she's knitting blue booties while she's listening to uh, <laughs> songs well look it's you know when, once once they've hooked up i don't think it's going to take real long so you know whether it's the first time or the second like i was very worried about the husbands doing their thing in words like coins because i i cannot remember i I feel like there was a definitely a drought during the Redship Wars, which is very bad for this idea that the husbands will be coming home. Mm. So they probably got forged. They probably got forged, which seems horrible. 
was the hedge witch, I mean, I think the hedge witch had a nice guy for a husband. Like he was, he was real nice, but was he all that different? Well, hey, they're just saying that they needed, this, like, they didn't simple, have enough food to live. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have enough food to live. They needed mm. their husbands to come back at the end of the season with money so Got, that they could right. purchase yeah. food, which yeah. is not going to happen. But, you know, they'd have made friends with the, um, the Pexies now, Pexies. so I guess they're going to be eating rats. Rat soup for well, supper. <laughs> and the, the, the homegirl actually is finally getting a proper Hedgewitch education, which she clearly has some talent, because even her, like, horribly phrased, improperly put-together binding was clearly effective, because her sister-in-law was, like, in labor for that whole 27 hours right. it or seems whatever. Like a ter- <laughs> it seems like the most imperfect science, because even if you, even if, as long as you have the ingredients, they do something, you know, mm-hmm. versus yeah. putting a charm together that doesn't work. So it's like, what if you're... 10 years old and you're like i'm gonna make a charm i'm gonna play hedge witch and you make a charm and you know someone's heart explodes or something i'm sure that i'm sure that's happened you know what it's probably like it's hush it's real hush hush but that's how they know a true hedge witch and that's why you go get apprenticed somewhere it's like oh yeah this horrible thing happened we need she she needs training we killed your father let's go get her (laughs) you need training (laughs) who who taught you oh a pexie okay (laughs) Well, I'm I'm racist against Pexies, and I don't I don't I don't want you to be my hedge witch. Here, can you help my forged grandma? <laughs> but for everybody who's but for everybody who's going to be racist against Pexies, there's going to be somebody who's like everybody knows the only proper hedge witch is a Pexie trained hedge witch. Well, so. here's the thing: I feel like her, the sister-in-law who started out racist against Pexies, is going to flip and be like, "I'm fine with them now, but I hate heads wi- hedge witches because you almost <laughs> fucking killed me." Right. <laughs> but the Pexie hedge witch will cancel that out. Yeah, maybe oh, or charm maker true. or whatever she yeah. said she was. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. about the terminology i'm yeah i'm 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 still just having having flashbacks like i said my, la- my lady bits they're they're a painting especially like the oh and we had to cut her a little bit but she's fine <laughs> yeah it's better than being dead i'm like oh man that's, oh that's yeah i mean episiotomy is definitely better than dead but like also better than just like ripping yourself stem to stem so yeah, you can get a real straight scar from it. Yeah. Also, imagine being like seven inches tall and you are you're for overseeing the birth of a human. Oh god. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, they I was like, what is a... she gonna do? Catch the kid? Like she's got a, a horde of them. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if if you ever played like light as a feather, stiff as a board, and supposedly you know like having a whole group of people lifting up, like that, then it doesn't feel like anything. You just you need like two hundred pe- pexies down there to catch. It's just the baby. like it's the fine. baby is crowd surfing. On yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's that. That's actually that's a that horrifying be... image. No. I'm glad they didn't draw that. <laughs> I will not be drawing it. <laughs> no, come on. I have to put in more no. detailed requests. Oh God, no. <laughs> I can draw a stick figure version of it. (laughs) But not the mother, just the baby. Uh, You know, I feel like the other two stories ended in a way where I feel like the characters can move on to have a good life in the future. But this Mm -hmm. one filled me with ominous feelings. It, I like I know that they like came to an agreement at the end, but I just mm-hmm. felt like the time and the place of the story. I was like, you're surrounded by forged ones or something. I just didn't yeah. feel good about the situation. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. 
maybe the pexies will be like really good protection like a little against army the, around yeah a little yeah yeah so they'll be like the only survivors in that entire landscape or something which is not great but you know there's a lot of opportunity there when everyone else is dead and, you know yeah take their land maybe and... the husbands do come home and then they can just like take over the farmland and have an empire you know like or they come home forged and just like murder people oh, gosh I well, I thought that, I thought it was a good like bookend to Cat's Meat because Cat, you know, that's a story about like the advantages of having a cat in your house, uh-huh. Uh-huh. where you know, and then when words like coin starts, you're like, yeah, they should have a cat because then they wouldn't be infested with rats. Mm-hmm. But you know, cats are also murderers who will you know, <laughs> influence your children. So what's the alternative if you're not a cat person? Well, you you become a pexy person. <laughs> And they will also keep the rats out of your house. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking and to your children. Still, they and they might murder you. I'm not convinced they would. <laughs> they might. They might. I'm not convinced you. they wouldn't. If you if you can't provide them with uh, enough food to keep them uh, hydrated, they mm-hmm. may go for your blood. You know. Mm-hmm. And the way that they just like roll in, they just like come on through your walls and your windows and your doors, just make themselves <laughs> at home, traipsing on your rafters, on your bed, like. I don't know. There's no sense of personal space. Right? And they're small. And I have this fear. So, like, if I see a bug, like a spider or a roach or something, like, my fear is that they're going to try to get inside me. Like, they're small enough. They could. They could go in my mouth or my ear or something. And a pexy also activates that kind of fear for me. They're, it's like you're just you're just sleeping and they're, like, crawling in your mouth and, like, digging out your fillings or something. Oh, you God, know? Like, <laughs> They're horrible. I mean, I I don't... They just everything about like her, her when. Are you a pexist, wh- Rachel? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I understand the anxiety that the sister-in-law have. Where she's like, "Oh my God, we have pexies now. They're everywhere, and I just want to sleep and be at peace." And they're you know climbing up and down the walls and demanding your dwindling <laughs> cupboard fare for themselves. And it's well, definitely stressful. I got two cats. Yeah. I'll remain pexy free. I'm not worried. <laughs> Taking your chances with the uh, the murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pro cat in this instance. Between the two stories, I'd rather I'd rather come out with the murder cat. <laughs> a cat that would murder on my behalf? I mean that's love. But murder for you, in defense of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I would actually say that that's a isn't that kind of like the anti the stereotype of cats versus dogs where like everybody knows you know your dog's job is to kill anybody that like comes at you and people are like oh yeah your cat's just gonna watch and laugh like, and then they'll eat you the cats proactive but the cat no. doesn't wait for them to break in yeah. the cat <laughs> the cat profiles the cat knows you're going to do the crime before you ever do the crime the cat believes in minority report <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think. I think Eli's right. If I had a pex, if I had a pexy infestation, I'd be like, "Here is some water. Please move to Chelsea <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's convenient, <laughs> and please don't take anything I own. Thanks. Okay, bye. I I, I think that the the way out of the pexy agreement is I bind you to consider um, our agreement finished with no binding. Oh. That's clever. That could work too. So then it's like, you know, you're here. You can, 
I'm, I'm forcing you to accept my favor and not like give me a, a, a bad wish in, in exchange for it. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Are we good on, can I uh, bring us into our every episode prompts? Yes. Sure. More thoughts. Okay. I'm almost done with this drawing, so... Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's, it's really terrible. The crowd surfing baby figures. drawing? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's, it's mostly... The baby is not stick figures, but the pexies are stick figures, because oh. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's Nobody representative. Exactly. Do they have spears? Something to post for this horse. Oh, they don't have spears. <laughs> I hope they don't have spears. Babies have very tender skin. Um. Well. Well. Jenny finishes that. Uh. Every. Oh. I, no. I sent it in the chat. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> uh, oh. I stole the baby. I stole the baby. Brownies are better than Pexies. Oh, brownies are one thousand percent better than Pexies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Robin Hobb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this be my crew. Character introductions and exits. All of them. Everybody introed All and exited. Because <laughs> we'll never read about them ever again. Well, we have to keep I mean, our I eye was... When, when I started Cat's Meat, I was like, is this Rosemary? It's not Rosemary. I know. I did, too. I was like, that little bitch. I hate her. <laughs> nope. Just, uh, just Hob sticking to that uh, idea that... Lots of people have the same name, and that's going to happen in All three of these short stories were actually called Changes. (laughs) I mean, at least everyone's not named, like, John and Mike and Pat. That's true. Kyle. Yeah. That's true. Um, Okay, Animal Assists. I think we had some significant (laughs) Animal Assists in this section. Oh, Marmalade. Uh, R.I.P. Rooster. I forget his name. Pecky. Pecky. Peck, 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 Poor bastard. And also, I like that she was like, I won't tell Gillum because it'll make him sad and he'll learn soon enough after he's already eaten him. Look, I mean, she's she's being real practical there. Like the boy needs some protein. Pecky's already dead. The name but then it wasn't me. cooked all the way through, which made me very. Oh, oh I know. I was like, oh yeah. no, we can't get getting that. salmonella poisoning. Like, we should yeah. cook that some more. Okay. Um. Oh God. Yeah. No. The, but the name though that hurt that the pecky peck. I was like, oh my God, that's like when my kid used to call Obi Wan Obi Obi. Obi Obi. Obi Obi. Uh, roll the maps. Where are we, and what did we learn about where we were? It was dry. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, Tilth and Buck and Buck? Tilth and Buck yeah, and Buck, I, I believe, so. yes. And Forge is apparently not a terrifying place yet. I liked maybe. I liked that in, I forget which story, but she, I think it, maybe it's in Cat's Meat, where she's like, I could go to Buck. I could go to Buck Keep, that big city, that huge city. <laughs> <laughs> That big city with no glass on its windows. <laughs> you could go to Bingtown. Oh. You'd have to go through Chalcid first. the town. Um, yeah, and then Tilth, somewhere in Tilth. And it, it, Where the Pexies I'm, Honestly, I'm still, if I have to live anywhere, I'm living in Buck Duchy. Like, 
so far <laughs> between that or the mountain kingdom but i'm skipping over tilth i'm skipping over pharaoh not going there mountain kingdom is still the yeah best i think yeah so. mk forever uh and finally fashions from jamelia did we boots. get any fashion we got the blue boots. but them boots special she had a gray shawl at some point too that her father got her mm-hmm. and it was like cloud soft cashmere yeah i was into that one <laughs> um I, poor poor rosemary and her uh is it rosemary yeah rosemary and her rag her her everything she owned and made was made of rags <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. piece together bits that not even the other poor people in town could use that were given to her i'm like oh mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the the cat peed on yeah. his <laughs> <laughs> and then he left the home in his wrinkled clothes and she was so distraught about it because she brought it up like three times like yo this man's clothes are very wrinkled and he's going to the bar and he probably <laughs> vaguely smells of cat pee because that, yeah, you know, he doesn't know how to wash right. it. He this. can't even cook a chicken. <laughs> cat urine is the hardest smell to get rid of ever. Oh, it's so it's yes. the worst. Just throw it away. I love when he was just like, "What are you gonna do about it?" She's like, "Nothing. Nothing. It's not my problem. It seems to be your problem." <laughs> Came here and ate my turnip. Who just picks a turnip up and eats it <laughs> like an apple? <laughs> He was foul. I was so happy. He when has he got no married. life skills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our reminder, our next reading section will be the remaining short stories. Uh, we'll post that in August. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. Maybe I'm Rachel and you can find me everywhere at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa and I'm online at AlyssaMainer.com. I'm Jenny and you can find me at FacelessFray on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I'm Elena. You can find me at Moth Elena. No spoiler section, but if you feel like it, you can email us and tell us if you choose cats or pexies. <laughs> <laughs> For your rat problem. For your rat problem. How would you take care of it? I choose the rat. <laughs> Rats of Nim forever. There was a lot of yes. rat-based uh, media when we were kids. So I yeah, there really was. Yeah, <laughs> so much rat stuff. I don't know. It was more of a red wall person, so that was oh, mice. Yeah. Okay, well, mice. Mm-hmm. Same thing, really. Rodents. Yes. Yeah, team rodents. Fievel. <laughs> the rescuers. The rescuers. Yeah. Re- uh, Remy. Yeah. Oh, oh, Remy. Ratatouille. I've watched that movie seven hundred times. I'm not even kidding you. It's the best. All right. It was lovely right. talking to you guys. Yeah. Yes. You guys, we finished at 10 o'clock. Yeah. I know. I'm sh- yeah. That's unheard fucking of. pumped. Like, short <laughs> stories hour, hour 19 for the win. on my, uh... <laughs> well, it's like, it's like when we have three chapters. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we have three chapters, we're we still, still go like, forever. At least 10, 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then we, because usually that's at the end and we have to discuss like the whole story arc as a whole, you know, the whole trilogy or whatever. So. Yeah. This, we don't even really know when they're happening. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Who knows? Just, they're just weird. <laughs> they're just weird little things. Like this progression. But I'm like, how does she decide that this is what she's going to write? <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, like, where up. is she? Like, I just want to write Pexies. Like, what the fuck are Pexies? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I still don't know. So I might need a, I might need more stories about Pexies. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. What have you Pex done? Pexies a Pexie. <laughs>
We can't wait for that new point of view character, the Pexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Yes. Bye, everybody. Great. Bye. 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 <laughs>